four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight I'm sitting with my friend Seth. Say hello, Seth. Hey, and my friend Matt. What's up, Matt? Hello. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing great. Phenomenal. Doing great. Yeah, phenomenal. I think is appropriate. Fantastic. New Year's off to a bang. Wonderful. Uh, Seth wants to do some stuff tonight. Excited. We're totally again in the dark. Don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. You did text me earlier and say, I think it was yesterday actually, and say, um, "May I say what you said?" Sure, of course. Okay, yeah, cool. Because yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. But you yes, said, please. "Be thinking about any breakup." Well, how how did you word it? Any breakup songs or breakup situations or breakup yeah. moments that you had? Yep. yep. That were meaningful to you. Yeah. What did that mean? Well, okay. So I think, you know, we've laughed before that everybody except for you knows what's going on. But if you title this one, you know, the best breakup album of all, of all time, that's what I want to talk about. Oh, best breakup wow. album of all time. Okay. And I all started right. thinking like, okay, so music for me uh, is something that I, lo- I have music on all the time. I love yep. music. And I, lo- I think I love it because the music anyway that I love evokes some sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. It tells a story. I especially love music that tells stories. I mean, I just love that. And it just stems from emotions, from events. And I thought, let's, you know, talk about that because I think a lot of music comes from happiness, but some of the best music, I mean, there's a, there's a genre called the blues. So, I mean, some of the best music comes from that, that uh, pain, uh, the heartache, all that stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that goes along with evoking those kinds of emotions. So I feel like the, Album. I want to talk about an album tonight that is, as I said, the best breakup album wow. of all time, and I'll explain why. That's what I want to talk about. But I want to start with asking you guys the questions. And as Jason said, I gave a little homework, and the homework was: Do you have any stories of a breakup? Doesn't have to be tearjerks. Could be funny. Could be sad. <laughs> could be whatever that you would be willing to share, and or. Are there songs that you go, man, this one, I remember this one. And I'll tell you a couple for me. Sure. Real quick. Yeah, please. Before, just to get it started. I remember, and this is not a breakup song at all, but I remember I had a high school girlfriend. And at the time that we broke up, I was loving the song in the still of the night, the Acapella Verge. I think it's Acapella. Which, which yeah, which By version? Boys to Men. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. And now anytime I that hear whole. that, it reminds me of that time where it was like, yeah, we were going through that. I mean, not like it wasn't sad. I didn't really, I didn't care. I mean, I'm a man. I didn't bother me. <laughs> right, sure. Bother me. Right. But I think of that song. And the other one is, uh, you know, my college girlfriend, the girl that I dated through college, and afterwards. And I went through like this. Uh, what I feel was a quarter life crisis, and I think that's even coined in some of his music. And I started listening to John Mayer around the same time, and I'm like. I got to get out of this relationship, and I don't know how I moved. I just moved to Raleigh. I mean, I've, I was in Pennsylvania. I'm like, I'm moving to North Carolina. That was that was part of it. But at the time, I was listening to a ton of John Mayer, his first album, then his second album, and I think so much of that had this emotional feel to it. And I got into the lyrics, and like, man, it just felt like me, and I could relate to it. Um, and then, of course, you have like the breakup story. I remember in eighth grade, this this girl, I got news, a friend came over, him, you know. Dating, <laughs> oh, and putting an air yeah, quotes. We didn't yeah, go on a yeah. date, but we were we were boyfriend girlfriend. And the friends came over and said, "Man, I think uh, I think so and so. I won't say any names because <laughs> right. you know they're you listening. Know. <laughs> the listeners out there. Um, but you know, she's gonna she's gonna break up with you. Just so you know, so, no, 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 no. Uh, can you go up. give her a heads up that I'm breaking up with her? <laughs> hey, we're done. We're done. Yeah, 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 we're done. How about you guys though? Anything that that any memories, any any stories that stand out, Matt? How about you? No, you know, of course, everybody has break, you know, breakups. Uh, I think the one that I, you know, I, I, at seventh grade, I think I had a girlfriend that broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Oh, Oof, on the which, day, heartless, man. yeah, that's yeah, harsh. That was, Bitch, yeah, that's I know that was pretty. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> that's tough. Um, but you know, we were so young; it was like, well, but it, but it know. meant it was a big deal then. Sure, yeah, sure. sure. Um, did you mean to suggest that? Did we have a? Because I do have a breakup, uh, a funny one that, yeah. that happened young, like early in my in my youth. But 
I then tried to think, well, he's doing a music podcast with me, mm-hmm. so maybe you want me to relate it to any sort of like song that was playing at the time. Oh, or, no, 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 no. I'd love to hear the story. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Thanks. Hopefully, it's oh, interesting yeah, to thanks. the listener. I, I, yeah, I, I'd love and, to relive and, that and verbally with person, you. <laughs> and this person <laughs> broke your heart? What? Tell us how that made you feel. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the funny part about it was I kind of... Uh, I begged her to go out with me, and she finally did, and then broke up with me, uh, and and then said, "But you should really strongly consider my sister." Oof! And I was like, "What? What? What?" And so tried to basically just pawn me off oh. to her sister. I went, and, and and no, that didn't no? work. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, and that was like, no, no, thanks. And so that was you know kind of interesting, but that's what funny. what did come out of that was that was the first time I. I ever got into like Jodeci. Oh, oh, come on. So, what's your favorite Jodeci album or song? Well, this we went to buy this girl and I went to buy the Jodeci Freakin' You album. Yeah, that's which, was um, that the name? What was the no, name? No, it was that the album? name no. of the show, the after party, the yeah, yeah, hotel. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And good I remember album. playing that. that I remember yeah. playing that for her, and she was like, "I don't like this at all." Oh, oh, so I oh, knew you should have broke up with her first. Right. Right. But but every time I hear yeah. that 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 album in some That's capacity, funny. I think of that particular. Isn't that interesting? That, that, yeah. like, that now their first actually no, it wasn't their first album. The, the first album that I got into with Jodeci was um, Diary of a Mad Band. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the album before that one, mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And then, yeah. But then when it they just became awesome. Casey and JoJo, I didn't I didn't care for them as they much. They made I mean, a couple of hits, but they were very commercialized. That's why. Yeah, yeah, it was because it was like every song. As a matter of fact, actually, that um, what's their big one? All my life. All my life. That was like the the girl that I dated in high school was like oh this is gonna be my wedding song like it was for it was, every yeah, girl yeah, when I was, was in high school song, yeah. I was a yeah. So, yeah sophomore yeah. that was our that was me and yeah. my girlfriend's song at the time right yeah. you know and now I hear that and I'm you know yeah, it, yeah. it, it hurts <laughs> so but you're gonna give us the what you yeah. your opinion is your favorite or the best well both I think okay. both. Well, so my opinion it is it is my favorite breakup album of course but but in my opinion it's the best and I'll explain why because All there right. is because it's so emotional and it's so direct but I'll get there okay um, but my point of, of asking those questions number one just to just to <laughs> just to hear learn more about you guys that I like and respect so much but um, to set the stage because I, th- I think to your point that you said Jason it's like you do remember like oh yeah I went you know, I hear Jodeci. Well, that takes me back to this memory that yeah. I was shopping for Jodeci with this girl. Yeah. She didn't like it, and how right. dare she? In, right. in my eyes, but um, you know, there's there's all those things that memories are associated with music, and and I think as musicians, when I said I like I like good songwriters and people that tell a story, and so there are you know, breakup music comes out of that. So a couple um, a couple times that has happened. So Bruce Springsteen wrote Tunnel of Love, and he was actually married to the actress Julianne Phillips, and their marriage was falling apart. So this was one of the songs that came out of Tunnel of Love. So this is Brilliant Disguise. Listen to this a little bit. And I know, but this was a kind of a popular song. I don't know this one. I oh, really? Think. I don't think I did. you know no, this one? I don't no, know. I don't think I know okay. this one. So listen to the words a little bit. It's got like a happy feel. Yeah. You want to talk about a songwriter, though? I mean, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy has a collection. He just sold it. Did, did you see that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So many wow. of them are doing that. I wonder how much. He, I didn't see what he. What he what it's he, all in an undisclosed number. Like they don't actually right, publish here's, that. Here's the one line. What do you think? It, what, what do you think? Million. So, tell me what I see when I look in your eyes. Is that you? Or just a. Brilliant disguise. So again, it's like, all right. So, it's, so there's emotion there. It doesn't sound it in the song, but you can hear it. Yep. So that is an example. There's another one. This one, Jason, you might like. Now this is from the album Frank Sinatra Sings for Only the Lonely. He had just divorced from Ava Gardner in 1957. Wow. And this album came out in 59. This song is Blues in the Night. Totally different from his regular. He'd actually attempted suicide three times during his relationship with Gardner. Yeah. And he was really messed up. It was really a dark time for him. Wow. Really dark time. I think you take the strings out of this song. And there's not a ton in this song, but the whole album. You take the strings out, and it's just like Frank singing in a bar. 
Yeah. With yeah. a horn and a bass and a Have drum. Have you ever heard We Small Hours? The album? What is it? Frank Sinatra's We Small Hours? No. See, I'm not into. I don't mean that I don't like Frank. I'm not into Frank as much. I okay. need to get. I just haven't listened. Like I, when I was picking out songs, I'm like, oof, this song is good. So we did a podcast on that album in particular, and it's all about his depression, his oh, blues yeah? of this time. No kidding. His separation with Avery Gardner and how he just didn't know what he was going to do with his life. No. I mean, you can hear it in his voice. I mean, right, right. That's yeah. where I hear like this is this part right here. It's so good and it's you. So, you know, you can just tell that I, I think he's, I feel like he's just singing for the bartender and he's, nobody else is there and it's yeah. just him and that's just the sorrow sadness is really yep. good for him. Yeah. And I can hear myself listening to this when if I was you know, going through a breakup right. like he was, you know, you feel it. Then there's this, another example. Wow. From 808 and Heartbreak. Total shift. And, and I want to show you that this goes, you know, it goes across genres of music. When this you came know, it's out, an emotion. I couldn't believe this song. I couldn't either. This, uh, this, this hit me hard. This whole album was like uh, amazing. Really amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's good. It's different from anything else that was out yeah, there. I mean, Kid Cudi was kind of doing it, but but this is this yeah. was genius to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. then when the, the whole thing comes in, the beat comes, it just breaks yeah, it down. I, that's the part. And I, I remember listening to it like eight, ten times in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did he do that? Yeah. And, and so I didn't, th- again, I'm like searching stuff. And, and this song came up as a, as a you know, Kanye had been going through some break through a breakup before this. can't remember with him. And because his mom died. His mom passed yeah. away too. Yeah. And it's just, again, when you start to listen to the lyrics, oof, you feel yeah, some, no, you feel sure. some emotion there. Yeah. It, it's moving. Yeah, I think yeah. the music video was, uh, for the song is pretty. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, so I remember I bought this album in particular on iTunes at the time. Okay. And you, at what was this, 2008, 2009? It's probably yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. I bet. You got a digital copy of some of the music videos that came with it. It was like a dollar extra when you oh, bought it no on kidding. iTunes. Yeah. yeah, and I was wa- I was watching some of these music videos. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I'll have to stuff. watch it. Cool. Yeah. To check that out. So you know he he made this entire album with basically just like really really simple equipment. Really, an eight hundred eight right. machine, ah. which is essentially Roland's eight hundred eight yeah. keyboard, and a with few, that bass. Well, yeah, I mean the bass patches that go into it are yeah, essential to rap music. Yeah, but that and a few microphone like filters and stuff, and that was it. He did everything. That's cool. It's pretty I didn't cool. know that he did everything. He did everything. No, I didn't know everything. That's top cool. to bottom. Wow. Which is why people are like, we want the old Kanye. Because right. now everything yeah. is just like, he's got so much yeah. help. His style now, not to deviate too much, no, but his good, style man. now is so different in that he will literally send out like to 12 different people, send me, and like, he'll give them like, like art or, or, a, or, or, or a lyric or like a, a, a thing to watch and go, make me 12 tracks that remind you of that. And then he gets all this material in and he goes, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this. And then he puts all that stuff together and then Kanye's it up and he makes like this big soup. He's like a curator now. He's like a curator now of stuff as opposed to him in his lab. (laughs) Just him and a freaking keyboard and his little laptop and and he's making this. Yeah. Totally different. Cool. But nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's how artists evolve, right? Too. You know, I mean, it's in some things stick, some things don't. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, this was not good music though. No, no. Some of the side. Yeah. Not enough for me. No. How about this? Ooh, where are you going now? For you, I was Amy? Yep. Yeah. Is this whole album, is this Back to Black. Frank? Oh, Back to Black. And, you know, I think if you... She had had a, a, a really public on-again, off-again relationship with Blake Field or Civil. So this is Amy Winehouse. And this is Love is a Losing Game. But that album, Back to Black Man, is, Amazing. is filled with heartache, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you listen to, to Rehab, and I forget her other big hit that was off of that, but it's like upbeat, and you go, oh, this is good. But then you start to listen to some of the work. You listen to this song, and you go, oof, I mean, she was, she was struggling. Yeah, and as we sure. know, I mean, it's a sad story, but right. that voice, though, she's so good. Her voice is amazing. Yeah. It is. It is. When I heard it, and I'm like, which Motown artist is this? I thought it was Motown, too. Yep. When I yeah, heard it. yep, yep. She's got a lot of those influences in everything that she does, though. Yep. She, you, you think she was like a, a mix between this punk rocker and yep. like someone from the Shirelles in, in like the mid sixties. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, got yeah. that odd combination, which yep. for me worked beautifully because the yes. music was all exactly the sweet spot for me. Yes. I loved everything she did. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Me too. 
Now, so are you giving us these to I'm, show us, and then you're like building us up, and then you're going to give us this I'm crescendo? Give you the album in a minute. Well, okay. I don't know if it'll if it's a crescendo. It is for me, but I'm just saying no, that, like, you know, people could argue that some of these are, and then and then I think a lot of people if you go, well, what is the best breakup album? That, you know, if you're talking from a from a personal story standpoint, I think it comes yeah. from this album. Ton of drama around this entire album. Oh, Fleetwood. Yeah. Wow. And this is the chain. And again, it's one of these things where I until I read about it, I didn't think about the lyrics. Yeah. I didn't know you were a Fleetwood fan. Uh, I'm a fan, not a huge fan. Okay. I, you know. Yeah. I love Fleetwood. Yeah. Yeah. You have to appreciate, even if you don't like the music, what they did. Yeah. I think yep. anyone would, would yep. recognize yep. what they did. So there was so much drama in the group when they created this album. The album sure. was Rumors. Yeah. And you had... Christine and John McVie's divorce. Mick Fleetwood had a crumbling marriage. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham had a rocky re- wow, relationship, so and all this stuff going all, on in their group. All like, wow. I don't want to yeah. say incestual; that sounds wrong. But within the group, there was so many breakups, right. and yes. cheating, and, and, and yes. like right. Every, everybody was in yeah. the same. Everybody was in the same. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you hear that, you go, "Oh, well, this makes sense," because you start to listen to these lyrics and this song. You go, "Man, there's, there's do you think sometimes it. it takes that kind of?" Outrageous, torturous kind of emotions to create something in an art form like this. Yes, yeah. for, a, for a right? piece of music. You know, unfortunately, I think it helps. Yeah, yeah. for right? a piece of music, or you know, something that that's that uh, not visual. You but, can't you know, be happy like, and sing the blues. Like you have to, like yeah. genuinely, right. really feel right. it. Like right. right, there's some right. of that. You can overall be happy, but something has happened in yeah, your I life. I like that. I like the way you say that. That has impacted yeah. you, you so deeply. You have to be able to, to, to access. Tap into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to be able to tap into that emotion yeah. like you were saying in the beginning. Yeah. You know, for that that feeling. You totally know? agree. That's, yeah. that's art and creativity in general. I mean, we've talked about right. in, in the ones that you and I, Jason, have done. We've talked about this before, like just, you know, comparing musicians to artists a lot of times. You know, it's like you got your feelings. You can feel it in a piece of art sometimes too. Yeah. Like, man, that person was troubled. Yeah, right. You True. know, where it's not a picture it, of a re- sun and, and right. a happy beach scene. Right. It's, right. it's you know, it's the scream or whatever that one, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's Dango, some, yeah. yeah. There's something yeah, going on. Going, yeah. So I play all this to lead up to what I feel is the greatest breakup The greatest album. breakup <clears throat> album. Correct. Wow. Correct. Of all time. Correct. And I want to tell you the artist... Um, and I will say that with you know, don't give any spoilers because once I say the artist, I can say nothing. You you will know, but I want to lead up to it. So, the artist is Marvin Gaye. Wow. So So did I did I lie to Jason earlier when he asked me about the song? Maybe, perhaps. Oh my perhaps. gosh! It's called Poker Face. His eye was twitching. Cause yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> right. he kind of guessed. Um. Because I'd given him a hint. But the but the artist is Marvin Gaye. And if you want, I will say this: a little plug. If this is you know, I'm going through his mind. I'm going through his, his discography right now, and you're going to tell me one of those albums is the greatest breakup album. Dude, oh. just wait. I can't. Believe I you can't yes. place it. Oh my gosh, okay. Good. I'm good. so excited right now. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not this only one of the Marvin greatest fan. breakup albums. If you're a Marvin fan, this is one of the greatest albums. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very yeah. exciting. Love it. Very exciting. So if you want more on Marvin, because I don't want to repeat anything, listen to episode eight. And I re-listened back. It's so good. You, you did a great job, Thanks. man. It's so good. It covers so much, but it doesn't cover this, which is perfect. Because I'm like, I want to make sure I don't repeat anything. So let me give you a quick recap. Marvin was a swooner. He was uh, part of the Motown hit factory from uh, 1961 through 70 in terms of like the Motown hit factory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did Heard It Through the Grapevine, Ain't That Peculiar, Ain't No Mountain High so Enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The story on uh, in episode eight about uh, Tammy Terrell is, is just so heartbreaking and yeah. so good, but it talks about, you know, you Jason, that? Jason yeah, tells that well. Very good, yeah. um, but in 1971, you've got a little of this. So we're just recapping Marvin. Oh, yeah. And, you know, then you start to know, okay, Marvin changes. It's not just Motown anymore, right? He had to beg Barry Gordy, please, like, let me do this album. He's like, no, man, you're going to screw your whole career up if you make this. He makes the album What's Going On. It's a concept protest album, and it really changed things for him. changed the artist that he was. Um, I think it changed the world a bit. I mean, it definitely... Musically, for sure, for certain. I think so. No one did this before him. I think so. And I, I think the way that people, um, I, I'm blanking on the word, but but loop their own vocals. I'm sure that was done before, but it's so, like he's singing all the vocals. 
Yeah, so he was um, known for double tracking. Yes. So he would sing one and then go and sing on top yes. of himself. But n- many artists before him would do their own harmonies, let's okay. say. Yeah. He's not doing that. Yeah. He's almost like his own group, right. if that makes right. sense. Sure. Yes. He's almost singing two different lines at the same time as yep. if he's with a duo. Yeah, right. Right? And he does yep. it flawlessly it's and effortlessly. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are some things on YouTube you can pick out, by the way, if you really want to get nerdy. And you can see that they do have the separation of the two vocal lines. Oh, And you can cool. hear them separate and like then that. together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's awesome. Yeah. That's it's really, really cool. Because really cool he knows when to sing and when not to sing, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah cool. it's, I mean, that's pretty darn good. Um, he, uh, in 1972, he released Trouble Man soundtrack, which I think is really good. There's that a lot one. of instrumentals on there, but it's a great album. That title track is a great song. Oh, Trouble Man's awesome. So good. Yes, it is. And then, uh, you know, he keeps going. In 1973, we get this. Yeah. Which is where we stopped in episode eight, if pretty I much. remember correctly. Pretty much. Pretty because close to it. song three was this song, which you have to include. Oh, you have to. Yeah. As part of his vibe, yep. as part of his who he was at this time. He was yep. this hypersexual, yeah. like like yep. you said, swooner, yep. like just smooth guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely uh, his his second wife said you know he's pretty much a, a sex addict. I mean at this yeah. point, and and yeah, the music tells it. He did in seventy three. Does let's get it on uh, seventy three. He also released Dian- uh, Diana and Marvin. Which are all duets with Diana Ross. That's a good album too. Seventy six, he releases "I Want You." Great album, yes. great album cover. Which my I love. favorite. Yep, so yeah. good. Uh, and then in seventy seven, he releases an album that is live at the London Palladium. Okay, and it has this song. One of his best songs yeah. for sure. So I this mean, got to give, got to give it up. It's such a good song. Can and I can I tell you a quick, yeah. really quick, funny story about this song? Yeah, please. I have DJed many parties in my day. And I think I have played this song regardless of the crowd, and it always works. It's it's the kind of song up. Yeah, you got to. that. No matter who you are, you find the groove yeah. and like this song. I mean, I might get. It's slow you know what I'm saying? Listeners, yeah. you can't see right now, but we're all we're all standing up you, right now dancing. You can't help but move. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's so good. So good. At least tap your foot. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. So. Um, all right, so I'm going to let this kind of go quieter in the background, but listen to episode eight of the podcast for the full personal story. His life um, at this point was really good as an artist. So this is, you know, again, this is 1977 that this came out. His life is good as an artist, but some personal information. Jason said it in episode eight, Prince of Motown, Prince of Soul. That's what he was, you know, people knew him as that. Um, he married the Motown founder, Barry Gordy's older sister, Anna Gordy, in June of 1963. Yeah. Right. Anna was a she was a record uh, record executive also, and she was also pretty pretty darn successful. She worked with the within the Motown umbrella of things, and she uh, she's credited for co-writing at least two songs on What's Going On. So he met her when he was drumming. Um, uh, they met in 1959. They started dating in 1960. Marvin was 20. You touched on this, but Marvin was 20. Anna was 37. They got married about four years later. Yeah. So she was much older, a lot older, older, a lot older. So he wrote songs like Pride and Joy about Anna. Um, wow. Yep. They had, I didn't actually know the one was about Yeah. Her. That's cool. Yeah. They had an up and down marriage. Uh, Anna was extremely verbally abusive. Um, oh, wow. And, and Marvin cheated a lot. <laughs> so they filed for legal separation in 1973. But he was already a big star. It's what's going on. Yeah. It's different. Let's get it on. All these things that, you know, in, in, especially in the R&B world, it's just he's going crazy with it. So. Um, so 1973, the legal separation, verbally abusive, Marvin's cheating. You know, they've, they've been married for about uh, almost 10 years at this point. So when he's recording Let's Get It On in 1973, Marvin meets a 17-year-old Janice Hunter, and he becomes infatuated with her, and he is 34 years old. So he's actually the opposite age yeah. difference with this woman that he is infatuated with than his wife. Right. You know, and it's a huge difference. And I thought about that. I'm like, man, that means that they were 34 years apart. His, this woman he's cheating on his wife with and his wife, wow. 34 years difference between them mm. at this point. Um, they, they, again, Janice and, and Jan and Marvin started an affair. 
uh, and were together. So they eventually got, they eventually actually got married in 1977 and then they were divorced in 1981, but wow. they still stayed together up until his death okay. off and on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when they started this little romance though, Marvin was still married to the boss's sister You know, he's mm. still married to yeah. Barry Gordy's sister and it, around the Motown was relatively tight. I can imagine. And there's tons of rumors, tons of gossip going around and, and it was pretty obvious that he was having an affair with a teenager. <laughs> so, um, so Anna filed for divorce in 1975. Uh, the, the case was like incredibly contentious, right? It lasted mm-hmm. a year and a half before it was finalized on March 17th, 1977. Wow. All right. So that's when, you know, he and, he and Jan got married then. Part of the divorce decree, Marvin agreed to give half of the royalties from his next album to Anna. Right. So they said, okay, we're going through all this stuff. Huh. Part of this settlement is your next album. I want half of it. So that leads us to the best breakup album of all time. What a story. Isn't that that crazy, though? Huh. Well, well put together there. Yeah. So this album is called Hear My Dear. And yes. it's, it, it is one of my favorite Marvin albums. In fact, I wanted to come here today with gifts and, and get you guys. I know you're both into vinyl, and I'm like, I'm going to get them both. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> Find this on vinyl? Yeah, all right. $70. No. And I'm like, no, no, no I'm not going to get them vinyl, but I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to tell them that I had the thought yeah, it's that counts. Out of control. That's right. The Vinyl's thought that counts. Control. It was insane. Well, everybody wants to know, yeah. Crazy. Sure. And this is a pretty obscure album. So um, I'm, I'm going I'm to talk so wait, about it. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has <laughs> to give half of the royalties from this album, was she, did she know about the production of the album while it's being made? Because it, it begs the question, like he could have just been like, you know, let's make a crap album. Exactly. Here, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And that's what he did. He said, uh, at first, <laughs> I thought you said, knew that. That's all right. No, yeah. no, yeah. I don't know oh, that. You just threw me a, a meatball over the plate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's no, exactly I genuinely what don't. he said. He was like, I am, I'm going to make just a, you know, why do I care? I'm going to make a shit album right now. I don't care. This is going to be terrible. There's no and luck. then he started getting these feelings of just like, I got to get, you know, you start to get your emotions. So you know this story, man. <clears throat> the only reason I know this is from Seth. Oh, it's from months that. ago. We no. talked, we were at his house in his garage digging through old got CDs it. and music no. and looking. And I, I didn't even. Dude, the, the, let me, let me, I let me. Love um, this. While I we love talk, this. let me play. Cause there was a, it's okay. basically more or less an instrumental version. And one thing I want to point out about this album it is so different from his other albums. What's going on? Let's get it on. I want you. Um, you know, everything leading up to this is pretty standard. Where it's got a, uh, it's got a chorus. It's got a verse. It's got a chorus. It's got a yeah. verse. You know, it's got that sand traditional that's, structure. Very traditional. This is just completely not that. Really? Yeah. And so this song is called "When Did You Stop Loving Me? When Did I Stop Loving You?" And there's three different versions of it. One with lyrics on the album. One that closes the album out. And this version is in the middle. I'm gonna play it just to talk up some of this. But the thing I like about it, so you got his lyrics right there. You got a saxophone on in episode eight. Jason tells you the best story about a saxophone player cutting. Let's get it on, laying on his back. Oh no, that's drunk. the bass player. Oh, oh it's the bass. Yeah, James Jamerson. So I don't know yeah. if that's the same. Okay, then I I had forgotten. I was looking up to see if it was the same sax player, which no, it's no, not. No, no. But it was the bass bass player, player James. So maybe it is the same bass player. One of the greatest bass players yeah. of all time. But he this was, is just he was drunk or something like that. Is yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. He pulls him out of the bar basically. Right. Says, I need you now. I need you right now. Need you to lay. And he, he couldn't even, like, even sit on the stool. Up. He's like lay down on the ground. So he great. literally laid one of the greatest bass lines yep. of, of right. all time. Yeah. So this is um, this is his fifteenth studio album. Fifteenth. Yep. Okay. Uh, it was a double album. It was released on December fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight. And um, originally, he just wanted to, as I said, he just wanted to quickly produce it. He wanted to let me get this album. I'll give her half. It's not going to sell worth crap anyway. I don't care. But. Um, he didn't care about the quality, but later he he felt number one that he owed it to the public, and the subject matter started to really fascinate him. Like, well, let me just take this and he starts you know, to dig in. And he goes like, "Oh, he wait starts a minute. to dig in." He starts to dig in, and uh, he didn't often write his own lyrics, but for this he wrote all of them. So he would go into the studio and he would just mumble over pre-recorded tracks for most of these until they evolved into lyrics. And a lot of people do that. You know, you hear yeah. different stories about people creating songs and they're just but he would just go in mumbling about whatever he was feeling. Who would have Yeah. And it just came out this. So oddly enough, he also played all the keyboard parts really? on the entire album. Uh, he didn't plan it that way, but he did. Wow. And one, one reason I love this because it hits almost. I mean, there's one that's not necessarily my my favorite, but it hits so many of these genres that I love. It's got throughout the album, it's got funk, it's got soul, it's got gospel, it's got a little doo wop, 
which Stop. is kind of cool. And then it's got a little disco, which I don't love, but it kind of how many how many all. tracks on the album? Oh, you know what? Shoot, I am. I, I, I think there's probably. Fifteen. So it's a pretty. It's not like he just said, "Hey, let's just do now." It wasn't. It wasn't seven. Yeah. Um, oh, I've seen this album cover a yeah. thousand yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is he really more have, storytelling. I don't think he had any hits off this album, and that's why no. a lot of people kind of just no. And I'll get to that. Yeah. So fourteen. Fourteen tracks. Fourteen tracks. Okay. So there's. You're talking about the album cover. There's artwork on it, which is fantastic. It's got. Marvin in a toga. I have a, I have a vinyl. In a Roman really? setting. Yeah. Oh, do you have it? Oh, I'm yeah. glad I didn't buy it for you then. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I do. That would have been a waste of $70. It looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to double check. So the back cover has the word matrimony crumbling around oh, this wow. romantic sculpture. The inside, it's all so turbulent. It was really like, like um, uh, hiding what he was going through. This no. was like front and center. No, exactly. This is what I have to yeah. do kind of a thing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's got, in fact, in the inside of the album, it's got a man's hand passing a record to a woman's hand. It's got a Monopoly board with the word judgment on it. It's oh, got a grand geez. piano and it's got these scales of, of justice on it. I mean, it's just like, it's, uh, he's putting it out there. Like yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's yeah. putting it all right. out there. Doesn't care, you know, not caring at all. Uh, the initial reviews were terrible. I mean, he really put his heart and soul into it. The initial reviews were so bad. People said it was bizarre. It was weird. It was uncommercial. They were angered. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This angered um, Marvin, and it sent him into a self-imposed exile. He was wow. like, "I don't want this. This is I put everything out so there." So he started not like he started out not really caring. Just whatever. We'll just put it, put it together, and who cares? Put out there. Then he take really, the really, really cared. Yep. And then the result was people were kind of just so thrown off yep. by what came out that he yep. took it. He kind of took it personally. Yep, hundred percent. Wow. And and then after hearing the album. Anna, his wife, she seriously considered suing him for in, <laughs> invasion of privacy. Oh, come invasion on. Because he, got, he yeah. got so into some of the Yeah, details. wait till you hear like, some of this. <gasps> yeah, because it's like, woof. Yeah, the, he, he, he went there. Um, oh, come on. Yeah. So now over the years, though, this album's been reevaluated, and it's now seen a lot differently. It's actually appeared on all three editions of Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest of, uh, Albums of All Time. What? It's been 462, 456, and most recently 493. And I, I feel like um, it really shows how deep Marvin is. You know, wow. it's not just let's get it on. It's not just I want you. It's this is deep. Mm-hmm. And for me, it took me a few times to listen to it to really appreciate it. And now that I've been working on this podcast, I'm like, man, this is, it's just a, it's a deep, deep. You album. like it. I love it. Really? I really do. I really do. The whole wow. thing. Yep, I do. Does he do anything structurally with the album? Like, does he take you on a story or does he take you like yeah. through? So- yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. Oh, oh, let's okay, cool. It. So the opening track <clears throat> is actually one called Here My Dear. And we can just, we'll, we'll talk over it because I, I don't want to go through every song for the sake of time. But I, I mean, this introduces the concept. He's speaking directly to Anna. To you. My favorite line in this song is, you don't have the right to use a son of mine to keep me in line because she was using wow. as a, his their adopted son as like a bargaining chip, you know, oh, in a geez. sense. This is really personal stuff. Yeah. 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 So no wonder she, you know, was thinking about suing for invasion of privacy. Right. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what you wanted. Here, my dear. I hope it makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next, I'm going to go through some of these because I know we want to keep it to three songs. Always, as we always do. <laughs> we always do. Good but, luck. But song two is like, the, is this doo wop style a little bit. This is, I met a little girl. And I mean, it's not, I love the production value in this too because it goes through their relationship. Yeah. Wow. How about those yeah. backgrounds. But my song number one. <laughs> okay. We are right. getting to song number one is the actual version with lyrics of when did you stop loving me when did I stop loving you you know I, I love this because the horns are amazing there's not again this doesn't follow any format it doesn't have a chorus there's no distinct melody there's no bridge really yeah but it completely chronicles their breakup oh my gosh so he says some of the lines I'll just read quick before it gets into it. he says what, what should I do make you pay for leaving me, or I'm sorry, for leaving you, my fine will be to pay forever. These are lyrics in a song that he's singing. It says, what I can't understand is if you loved me, how could you turn me into the police? It's one of my favorite lines in this song. It's tough to get down to, isn't it? When you, like- oh, here's, here's one for you in this, in this song. If you ever loved me with all of your heart, you'd never take a million dollars to part. 
like that's a Valentine's. That's one of those little hearts on a Valentine's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holy smoke! Yeah. But again, there's no. It's just him Man, talking. You know what though? He could do anything and just it sounds soulful, right? God. Yep. And this this is just it's chronicling their their relationship. Unreal. Never knew this. Now, track four is the one that Jason alluded to, is anger. That's the one that comes right after this. How did you know that? I, I know because in doing I was research on Marvin Gaye, looking at all of his discography and his song titles, yeah. anger struck out to me like, that's an odd thing to name a song. Yeah. Right. I've never seen that before. You're right, yeah. I, yeah. I can't recall. Uh, Don't I couldn't pick it out, though. With all my heart, long as you want me to, yeah. baby. This song it's is. such a, you know what though, man. If you if it's on in the background, I'm yeah. very comfortable listening to this. Yes. Sure. Yes. It is odd that the material is so deep and so yep. like. It's so smooth. Yep. Ugh. Like contentious and yeah. like, it's, it's built out of a. And it's weird because it because you'll see that as we go through the tracks, it goes up and it's t- and he talks through his his emotions and how he's feeling. Wow. You know it's yeah and and part of it is very loving and it's you know, but then then it's also you know what happened we broke up. How honest. Of a situation yeah. to just kind of put yep. out there. There's some. Here's some. Uh... <laughs> you know, Marvin goes. Do you remember all the bullshit, babe? But he takes it there. Oh, wow, I don't think I've ever yeah. heard him scream yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Here you go. Wait. Jeez. Yeah, man. It's. Uh... Where he sang it. So I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but nobody could sing it as smooth right, as him. That's yeah. right. He made it that's sound right. good. <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it almost feel like he's singing a love song. Yeah. But right. the words go, oh, you hate me. But you, do you love me? It's things that if you listen to it without listening to it, it sounds like a cool, like, old soulful yeah. song. Yep. Wow. It's cool. So my song two. All right, so track four is Anger. I'm not even going to get into it because then it goes through, like, again, it's going through the emotions and... Um, he he. I'll, I'll start, but I'm gonna skip over quick. Yeah, you got the soul. You got some funk here. But my track five, because this obviously is just about, you know, he's got these emotions. Track five is probably my favorite song on the album. It's called "Is That Enough." So it's it's about 47 seconds here until the vocals start, and then I'll stop. But this is really personal. He wrote it right after returning from a day in divorce court. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, he, he has some different lines, but I, I imagine him just coming back to the studio, day in divorce court, and he's like, Give me the mic. I got something to say. Yeah. Give me this mic, and it's going through his head. And I can't do a Marvin impression, but he's a little bit higher pitched. And he's like, Man, she's taking me for everything, man. I can't believe this. You know, I, yeah. Put on what that else one is she going to do? Where's yeah. my son? Hey, hey, somebody grab a bass. You yeah. sound like Kanye through the wire. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I talked to with my teacher when like, I'm angry. Yeah. I keep my jaw closed. And this Anna, I can't believe it. Where's Where's Jan? Because, I mean, I could use her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just talking through it. And then, and then finally. Come on, it is funky though. He always has a good bass line too. Always. 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 Yeah. Some of the lines in this one. What could I do? The judge said she's got to keep on living the way she's accustomed to. Stop. Wow. And he says, somebody tell me please, why do I have to pay attorney fees? This is a joke. This is how it ends. This is a joke. I need a smoke. No. And then it just goes off into a funky, funky solo of, of horns and bass and talk. I mean... Wow. This song I think is so funky and mellow. But you, even if you listen to it a little bit, there's no real chorus again. I feel like these are some of Marvin's best vocals, though. Really? I think so, man. I just think he's ripping it. I can't wait to dig really through this album deeply and listen to it now. Because if you had given me this album and said, hey, listen to this, I wonder if I would come away with. Hey, what's he going through? Right. I, right. Would, I, I don't think I would even. You know what I'm saying? Picked up, picked I wouldn't have. You but know, it, you I, telling me all this is clearly going to make me listen to the album differently. Yep. Yep. When I, I when I got into um, this is where he's just like the, 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 what you could call a chorus is. If you you know what if you sat there instead tonight and said, listen, I'm going to play you some of the deepest, funkiest, soulful, soft, melancholy stuff that Marvin's ever made that not a lot of people know about. I'll be like, dude, you nailed it. But because you're telling me this story. It's written for a whole different reason and yep. a whole different purpose. Yep. This is really cool. Yeah. I, I, this song is just, this gets me every time too. I do like this. Yeah. 
And it gets, like I said, if we were to listen through the whole thing, which I could do, but I, but I won't for the listener that's out there. But I'll see if I can even string it forward just to get to this last. Seven, like you said, 77, 78? This, this was in, um, this album was released. Sorry. Cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. <laughs> This was released in uh, 78. Yeah. End of 78. I mean, the background, they're saying, you was too obsessive jealous. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, I know this is, we're going on three minutes of song, but when he really, you know, this is still, it's a long build to when he says, is that enough? You know, you can tell he's just at his wits end. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it a goal of mine to play this for a couple of people and go, tell me what you think about this deep funk right here. Yeah. I don't think people are going to pick up on the pain and the, the torture that this man is going through. I told you it took me three Until, listens. Really? Ahead, yeah, no, no, that, that's exactly the point I was going to make. Go ahead. Be- no, because it's different. It's unconventional. Right. There's no, there is no chorus. He's he's singing some, he's, he's getting dirty. Yeah. There's no chorus. He's just singing and it's, but the background. Dare I say it's it's blues, yes. but in a soul version? Yes, right. I like, would say that, and it, it's totally one eighty from what he normally. Totally is. right. Well, he had just the song I played before this was really the song that came out before this, and it was got to give it up. Yeah, you know it's wow, a party right. anthem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you were and talking about it right dancing. Everybody yeah. dancing. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. This is. Do you want to have this on like? Like uh, in a club, like with like the lights real low yeah. and it's yeah. smoky and like nobody, it, it, it's quiet. It's four in the morning. Yeah, wait, listen to another one. <laughs> and here we go. And then it goes into some serious saxophone ripping. Come on, wow. I really dig this, man. This is really cool. Yeah, this is like I said. I think this is the song that got me on this album. But it is weird. It's it's just completely like I said, unconventional. Right, I'm going to add this to my playlist. I have, to, <laughs> I have to have this now. So we've I'm going to go through a couple songs after this. So then it goes from this where he's like obviously he's back from divorce court. He's angry. He's frustrated. He goes into this. It's, you know, it's just these are my thoughts. He got a song called Everybody Needs Love. And it's like see the flower, they need love. See the and it's, and it's about everybody needs love. The next song is Time to Get It Together and that's kind of like a it, again, a lot of these songs will go f- through these different genres. And you've got a song called Sparrow that talks about, that's totally off off everything. It goes switches completely, and it's talking about this bird that's singing, but it still ties into the whole divorce. Then you've got Anna's song. Now, this this is not my song three, although I've been playing everything. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just completely a jazzy, autobiographical song of their relationship. Wow. Is it pretty good? He's like, I'm just gonna make it. I'm just gonna make the music I want to make, and she can have half. Yes, whatever. We, yeah, we exactly. Yeah. And it comes uh, I just out like this. Make what I want to make. Yeah. Yep. And that, no, you're voice. right though. It comes out like this though. Yeah, it's still his style. It's right? Still his yeah. style. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, if you're Anna <laughs> and listening to all this. I mean, if Jessica were I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's the album mint. you hoped that you would get. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. What was or she? That is a great point. What is she thinking? She's like, like all right, go oh, make an you're album. You're going to make an album. You're going you're gonna to play Pride and Joy. You're going to play yeah. uh, Gotta Give It Up. You're going to do what's going on. Maybe you do a political thing. It's, yeah. it's 1970. Yeah. yeah. Let's Yeah. Let's get it. And he's like, no. Nah, bitch. Chocolate <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mint. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we going to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, what year did he die? He died 80. in... 80. 80? 80. So, shortly 80. after this. Huh? No, it was 80. I want to say it was 83. 83? Okay. okay. I, think I it know it was early 80s for sure. Uh, 84. 84? 84. 84. Yeah. 84. During his divorce, do you, what was his relationship with his... Like with his father, do you know? With his father? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Never good. Yeah, because it's... Well, yeah. I know it was never good, yeah. but I was just curious, you know, while he was going through everything with the divorce, was his father there yeah i don't no. know that's a really good he had question. a great relationship with his mother uh-huh. his father no never right so i don't know yeah. Yeah. yeah other than that i think this is the part where he where he gets when he sings her name at one point it's so emotional to me Like that, just knowing what he's going through, like that, just I feel pain in that. But you know, she 
Hey, Annie, you just hit What'd you do to this man? <laughs> Chords are great, though. Yeah. So, I'm going to... So, you've got Anna's song. You've got a song called Funky Space Reincarnation. And then, my song three is one of the funkier songs. And it goes right into it again. This is going to be autobiographical. Uh, the... I'll say, well, I'll let it play. Here we go. <laughs> let it speak for itself. Now, this is called You Can Leave, But It's Going to Cost You. And he's telling the story about a time where, basically, he at one point, the, the, the title of the song, You Can Leave, But It's Going to Cost You, he pulled up to get his son or something at Anna's house, and he had Jan with him. And she was obviously pissed. So at one point during that, she said, you can leave, but it's going to cost you. Wow. Part of that cost is half the sales of this album. Oh, my gosh. And he says at one point, even like, that young girl is going to cost you. He gets a lot grittier with his vocals in this one, too. Um, it's and I, more than a breakup album, man. It's it's like everything. It's just yeah. his his feelings about everything during that time. That's nuts. I, when you said breakup album originally, I thought you were gonna play me something sappy yeah. about someone who had their heart broken, not who had it ripped it's out of his, their chest or his life to like, or his li- right yeah, and his altered took yeah. a dump on it and holy uh, smoke, there was no toilet paper in yeah. the thing and, <laughs> yeah. and it was just seriously yeah yeah, yeah. never checked. So, you know, throughout this, then he gets his, he gets real gritty with his vocals like this in this song. And he had one album after this and uh, with Motown. And uh, shoot, I am blanking on the name of it. That's going to drive me nuts. But but it's more of this type of, I mean, it's funkier. It's not as emotional, obviously. But um, but I think the way he's singing now is more of how that album is. But it's, it's just gritty. But I feel like, you know, I think in this one, he's just, he's just talking junk to her in this. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. But not well received when it came out, though. Nope, nope. And then was there a hit? Did there was was there like no. a nothing. no nothing? Okay. Matter of fact, he went into in the seventies, though late seventies. You know, it's like getting divorced was not uh, something that was no, it was not positive it wasn't that big of a deal, right? right. So, no, yeah. Uh, people yeah. were probably like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But he um. He went, like I said, that he was so mad that people didn't receive it well. They went into isolation, and he said, "I am, I'm, I'm not promoting this for you anymore, Motown. I don't care I, if people don't like it. Then they, I'm not going out to promote it." So Motown stopped promoting it. They're like, "All right, well then we're not going to put any money behind this thing either." So that's why it, it was, it was years. It was actually after his death that this kind of came back. Um, it, it was, it was really pretty shelved. The only single that was released, released. I'm just looking it up now. Was a funky space reincarnation, which, by the way, is not. Isn't. That this, was the only this. one. That was probably the only normal song. And what were they, they thinking? Well, that's, about, yeah, it was uh, like, oh crap, well, we can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't listen. We can't. We can't release all these songs about uh, Barry Gordy's daughter. This is a funky reincarnation. It's probably like the only dance song. It kind of is, yeah, yeah. And it's not even really a dance song. It's right. just a. Uh, no wonder it was. I mean, this is one of my. I didn't realize this was released as a single. This is my least favorite song yeah. on it, probably. I mean, it's pretty funky. And though. it says the comment here is a commercial and critical failure upon its release. But is later hailed by music critics in the years following as one of his best albums. You know, Anna actually, wow. she eventually came around to say that she understood and appreciated the album. She died in her 90s, oh, years years and years wow. later. Yeah. Um, Did it ever tell you, does it ever say how much was was gross? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't find that. I, bet, I wonder if you could. I bet you could find sales. And, yeah, I'm yeah. sure she did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I think she was fine without it, yeah, quite no, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, then you got you know you had two songs after that. You got it ends with the with the chorus again or the instrumental of "When Did You Stop Loving Me" and and that's the album. So what do wow. y'all think? I love Matt's "Hear My Dear." I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. I yeah. am too. Yeah. I am absolutely going to listen to it front to front to back, front to back, yeah. and side really side. like listen, hear right. it, like yeah. really understand it, yeah. and and try and because if you gave it to me, I would do that. I'd have it on in the car, but while I was doing other things, or I'd have it on in the house while I was. Now I'm gonna sit down and actually absorb it. Yeah, it took me because of the story you told me. Yeah, I got so into Mar. I mean, so am. But when I first started getting into Marvin, it was like, it was first. What's going on? That was the first album. Me too. Then it was Let's Get It On. That was the second, and then it was probably like I Want You or or something. 
And when I got to this album, because I'm like, I'm getting them all. I got it. I'm soaking up every Marvin album. And, I, and again, I didn't like it in three times. And I'm like, let me, let me look at the, let me look at the, did you it know was a CD story? so I could look at the. Did you know the story prior to getting the album? Not at all. No. Oh, wow. No. But when I got it and, and on the CD, you know, you had the pamphlet on the inside and you could open up and read. And I love to read lyrics and read everything about the album and I'm reading it. And it has all these little pictures of the record and the, and the, 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 um, the justice scale and yeah. all this stuff and the monopoly. And I'm like, what is this? Right. It was just Why so do you bizarre. Do yeah. So I started to look up and I go, oh man. Okay. Symbolism. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then you, so then you hear the lyrics and you go, well, the music's pretty daggone funky too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I liked it. It's great. It. You did a great job. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Very good. So I want to go out. Okay. If, if, if you all are good. Come on. Uh, I, I, on a song only because it came out or he, he released it around the same time. And it was, uh, so it was released around the same time. Uh, it wasn't released. I'm sorry. It was created around the same time, but I had never heard it until I started doing research for this. It's called Ain't It Funny, but to me, it's just, it's funky. So this is a Marvin song. And the only reason I'm playing this for this podcast is because I had never heard it before. I'm hoping somebody else had never heard it before. And now they get, they get to hear Ain't It Funny by Marvin, which came around, <laughs> out around the same time. Oh, that's awesome. Look at, listen to that. It's totally different. Right. Sounds much older, right? Or, or I should say, newer. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. But I think it came out, and I think he made it in the seventies, late seventies, around the wow. same time he was making "Here, My Dear." I think it was around the same time as those sessions. I just want to hear if he has the same His voice. Vocals. Oh, come on! Yeah, he does. Come on! Yeah, that style is just. It works so well. He does it perfectly. He is the best. He's unreal. He's the best. Awesome. Yeah, it's like he's, he's his own background singer. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. And he's duo doing the exact and duet thing. and he does everything. His background is like exactly what a background singer would do. Yes. Because you come here. Right. That's awesome. Seth, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank right you for on. that thank you. crazy story with that. Yeah. And it's an, it is an amazing breakup like a good story. album. I think it's the best of all time. Yeah. I can see why you would say that now. Because <laughs> totally. it not only is, but because of what it meant to him. And it was tr- truly a breakup, so- a breakup album. album. Because it wasn't like, oh, it was a breakup album because like, uh, the, there was a few songs on there that were somber or melancholy or whatever, and then it evoked those emotions in others. No, he literally was going through that, right. and thus it is the, it is essentially like almost meta breakup album Amen. in that way. Yes, sir. Biographical, exactly like yes. you were saying. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yes. Very, very, very cool. Do yep. That, yeah. yep. Well done. Yep. Thank so you, guys. So w- with that, we'll say thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>